أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا كوزرك الذي أنكض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس آمنت بالله صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم to again pick up the theme that we explored a few weeks ago about the relationship between ruh and nafs. Um, very inadequate translations of these would be soul and uh, or spirit, soul and, and, and ego, self. We're so used to thinking of these two things as categorically different things. My nafs, my roh. Um, that they're almost two separate entities. I have the one and I have the other. Shah Darqawi um, was once quoted to have said, uh, the roh and the nafs are the same thing. Sometimes the person is acting from ruh, sometimes the person is acting from nafs. 
which means to say, another way of looking at the distinction between ruh and nafs is that they are modalities of being human. <clears throat> They're two different modalities of the same thing. Um, uh, uh, an inadequate metaphor for this, but it is a, is a, a metaphor, is the relationship between uh, uh, ice and water. Uh, they're substantially the, the same thing, but they're two modalities of that thing, <coughs> H2O, under different conditions. And the further um, interesting parallel of the ice and water metaphor to distinguish between nafs and ruh Is, 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 is this distinction between rigidity and fluidity, that the ruh is fluid, it is like the water, it is that which connects everything, which, which encapsulates, which flows around, whereas ice is rigid, it is like a solid object. Water can share space, it can accommodate, ice cannot, ice competes, it's like Two blocks of ice can't occupy the same space. Two bodies of water can. Two blocks of ice can't. For the one block of ice to be there, the other one has to move out the way. They don't mix. They don't accommodate. They're rigid. How that translates into the distinction between nafs and roh is that we have one way of being in the world, which you can then call nafs, which is concerned with rigidity. It's concerned with um, discomfort. It's concerned with impatience. It's concerned with suffering the world, suffering your life, and experiencing impingement on your boundaries, whatever those boundaries are. They could be physical, they could be emotional. I cannot abide this, I cannot abide that. I need something other than what I have. Each one of those pronouncements of, it, of, of lack or need or conditional requirement, requiring a condition of life, that web of conditioning and conditional motive we call nafs. The degree to which that web operates is the degree to which you accommodate less and less. You are less and less patient. You are less and less capable of 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 uh, of sitting with, being with, which means you become increasingly rigid and you become increasingly re re repellent. You cannot abide, you need space, you cannot abide occupying the same space as other people, as other conditions, as so, so um, you're very quickly offended, you very quickly uh, reject, you spend your life rejecting because of this, this web of rigidity. That sense of being in the world, that competitive sense of being in the world, of wishing to step out and to make the world comfortable to you, when your being, when you're the looker, the observer in your being operates like that, that being you refer to as nafs. In the self, whenever you refer to a self, that thing that you refer to that is looking behind your eyes and is looking with 
bemusement out on this universe over there. When that thing acts, but it has that sense of rigidity, it has, that is nafs. It's also important to understand that nafs, because nafs is concerned with outcomes, nafs is trying to change conditions in the world, nafs is therefore by definition always rooted in a sense of disquiet and the sense of, of discontentment, unhappiness. It's never good enough. It's always I need something else. Always I need something else. So it is a little bit like um, our experience on Hajj with Safa Marwa. The sai, the running from one pillar to the other, and as we said in the old days, in the pre-Islamic days, there used to be a, a female de- deity on the one hill and a f- male deity on the other. And this running from pillar to post literally is one way of describing the human condition, never satisfied. The grass is always greener on the other side. If I have the male, I want the female. If I have the female, I want the male. It's always this, that, this, that, this, that a sense of agitation in the world and in the agitation in the self. This is this when the when the, the experiencer and the actor is experiencing the world like this, then the experiencer is experiencing nafs, is operating as nafs, as the metaphorical ice. There's another way of being in the world which is in a sense not being in the world. It's allowing the world, it's stepping back from the world to the point where you experience that you encapsulate the world. In a sense the world is in you. That is the result of of learning the patience, foregoing the outcomes, stopping to manage the affair, giving up your conditional motive, so there's fewer and fewer hooks that seek to get you pulled into the world, into the outward. Every conditional motive gets you hooked by the outward. We've said this many times before. If I want something from you, if I want your, your hat, your ability to withhold, the hat gives you power over me. So I'm hooked. My attention is outwardly gathered. I'm acting as nuts. When I disavow that need, when I disavow that conditional motive, every time I disavow a conditional motive by practicing sabr, by practicing patience, patience by definition means I am foregoing the outcome. The moment I do that, the outwardness has less of a hold on me and I start to move deeper and deeper into myself, which means I become inwardly gathered. The degree to which I'm inwardly gathered is the degree to which the, to my attention you can refer to as roh. That inward gatheredness, when the observer and the, the self and the actor is inwardly gathered in that sense, the observer becomes fluid. The observer is not impinged on by conditions. He flows around conditions. 
he's not inhibited. He's not, he's not compromised. He has flexibility. He, has, he can accommodate situations. He can accommodate change. He can accommodate, indeed, catastrophe. He can accommodate loss. The, that ability to forego the anxiety of outcome, of wanting outcome, of wanting to change the world, and allowing yourself to flow with life as it comes to you, opens you up to an experience of delight, an experience of ecstatic pleasure, which is roh. And that is your nature too. That is your nature. So nafs and ruh are the same thing. They're two modalities of the same thing. Also, the fundamental nature is ruh, and the conditioning of the ruh becomes nafs. It is like to say to have ice, you first have to have water. Water becomes ice. It's not quite a chicken and egg problem. We know that water and water vapor existed long before there was ice. So, so whenever there's, the water precedes the ice. Your ruh precedes, there has to be attention, undifferentiated, before it can be socialized, before it can be turned into an individual human being that has structure and has biography, and therefore has conditioning, and therefore has conditional motive. So there has to be this loose attention first. It is, nafs is a conditioning of ruh. So to re-experience who you actually are, re-experience the primal nature of your ruh, you decondition the nafs. That's how it works. You, but you decondition your nafs by escaping your biography, escaping your conditional motive, and therefore escaping your conditioning. Last point one needs to make about this is that if we say that therefore in essence nafs and ruh are the same, they're different modalities of the same, it also means that the different distinction between them is not categorical and that you move from an experience of the world through the lens of the one, nafs, to an experience of the world through the lens of the other, ruh, incrementally. That move is an incremental move. And that's where the, 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 uh, the ice and water metaphor breaks down, because it is true to say that you have you know, in very large bodies of ice, you have ice and then you have slush and then you have water, but normally you've just got ice and water. And that's not how we experience the deepening of ourselves and our own inner journey of reacquainting ourselves with our true nature, our roh. That is not a daylight, nighttime, on-off switch. It's, this, is, um, this is the sunrise in the Arctic. This is very incremental. Very incremental. It's so incremental that sometimes it's really difficult for you to perceive yourself changing over weeks.
You certainly don't change over weeks. But you will notice, one day you think, you know, that particular thing used to get me really wound up. That particular thing used to upset me terribly. Now it doesn't upset me anymore. Subhanallah. So you recognize as you mature, you quietly and incrementally start operating more and more from the seat of Ruh. The final point about this, uh, that this incremental journey of rediscovering who you are, the whole of the world, the whole of the universe conspires to put you on that journey. This is why generally older people become more patient. This is generally why it's generally true that older people are more mature. Because as you get older, you've had enough experiences in your life that have in a sense beaten you into shape. That have softened your your boundaries, that have knocked your edges off. Your, Your family, your community conspired to put you into exile by giving you enough. Alhamdulillah. Sit, sit, sit. Everything else, that is an affirmation. <laughs> Everything else conspires to let you get to bring you back home. May Allah grant us nearness to him. Amen. grant us annihilation in him. Amen. May Allah grant his reign. Amen. May Allah grant uh, uh, all of the, uh, the our friends associated with the circle of health. Amen. May he bless specifically Sheikh Shabana. Amen. May he bless Sidi Yusuf and his family. Amen. May he bless all of our friends who are in support of us, who aren't here. Amen. I think specifically of Alitia in uh, in the UK. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Shifa to Imam Kamaluddin. May he grant him success on his journey. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Sidi Abdullah immense reward Amen. for having brought his uh, gifts to us and being generous in distributing his wow. gifts, Amen. sharing his gifts with us. In Allah, Subhanallah. Now you can close it.